<laughs> Hi guys and welcome to the Unknown Podcast. It's me, one of your co-hosts, uh, Sean Houlihan, and with me are... Brian Rufo. And uh, it's, it's your boy Mike and Nina, or as uh, they know me on the streets, uh, it's, it's uh, your boy uh, Brohemian uh, Dapsity. Dap. Because I'm dapper as shit, bro. Did you start that with, hey, it's us, like they give multiple personalities on there or something? Yes. <laughs> it's us, your boys. <laughs> it's, it's us, your boys. <laughs> when, oh, man. When I, when I wake up, it's I'm Brohemian Dapsity, and when I go to bed, I'm just Mike and Nina, and fuck that first guy. He sucks. <laughs> hey, guys. I'm Brohemian Rhapsody. This is Mike and Nina, my other guy. We're unveiling Micah's schizophrenia. Yeah. On uh, the podcast. In, in, a, in a new episode, we dive into mental health. Oh, oh man. Fuck. We can get Ryan in here. Oh, shit. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Ryan. Uh, this week we went and saw, uh, as Micah sort of said, but not exactly, we went and saw Bohemian Rhapsody, the uh, biopic uh, involving the band Queen. I enjoyed the show. I also I write songs. Our lead singer just quit. Then you'll need someone new. I love the way you move on stage. Room belongs to you. Don't you see what you could be? No one will play us on the radio. We need to get experimental. So, are you guys both Queen fans? I wouldn't call myself a uh, a Queen fan. Not that I dislike them, but just I don't have a lot of knowledge on them. So, like to call myself a fan, I feel like would be just saying like, oh, you know, I'm a fan of Japan. I've never been there, but like it's a cool country. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. I, I I know maybe like you know the hits eight of the eight of their most popular songs, and that's about it. And I really like most of those eight songs, but th- those are all I know. So to call myself a fan, I feel like could be disingenuous. Gotcha. Uh, I am. I would call myself a fan. I mm-hmm. I love Queen. I think they're one of the greatest rock bands of all time, mostly just because they don't really fit perfectly into like the definition of what rock music is and i mm-hmm. feel like they kind of like started the whole like maybe not started but maybe uh mastered the idea of like stadium rock like audience mm-hmm. rock like and they kind of shadowed it in the movie itself but it was just like they were like one of the first ones that got the crowd like into it and i thought that was pretty cool so yeah i, I was pretty excited for the movie Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was too. I would consider myself a big fan of Queen as well. My dad listened to it all the time, so I feel like I know a good chunk of their songs. Um, and uh, I've kind of grown up just reading about Freddie and stuff throughout. Um, so, but uh, as I got older, kind of learning more about his history and stuff's always been interesting, so I was pretty excited to see um, they were going to do a movie just on them, and I was kind of interested to see... Uh, what they were going to do. Honestly, after watching this, um, I really want to see just a full-fledged like documentary about them because I feel like a big problem with the movie was they didn't have enough time to do or put enough time into everything that needed to be said about everybody, I think. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It definitely felt rushed with a lot of things. And it's and I get why. It's def- it's. I mean, it's hard to cram this stuff into two... It was 215 or well it's just like as with any legendary band there is so much that went into 
the each particular album that so much that went into the lives of these people so much that went into how they got started and how they progressed you know like you could make like a 10 hour mini mm. documentary series on pretty much any legendary band and it, and it still probably wouldn't scratch every surface that an expert would want to cover that's mm. why i really like the movies that do these kind of biopics where they only focus on a very uh focused S- part of their chunk. life yeah um and it doesn't necessarily have to be like a music biopic it's just any biopic really like uh uh like nowhere boy like it's kind of like the beginning of like a john lennon with yeah. aaron taylor johnson like i like that just covered his teenage years and i thought it was fucking amazing i love that movie yeah something that tackles just like a specific moment in their yeah. life rather than trying to capture like the beginning whole to thing. end and like yeah. same with like walk the line with johnny like about johnny cash like yeah it covered a pretty substantial part of his career but i mean it kind of only went up to him getting married to june so mm-hmm. i feel like that kind of stopped like perfectly um, yeah i feel like they could have they probably should have done that with this um yeah i felt like they tried to with the live aid thing like that was i mean that's how the movie ends with the live aid concert but uh love and um, mercy is another example too like I felt well like that's yeah. what they handled that really well yeah kind of they did well that's what lines. yeah I was thinking of Love and Mercy a lot with uh, noticing a lot of uh, parallels with this in Freddie's mm-hmm. story as kind of like with Brian Wilson's story to a point, not, you know, not exactly, but yeah, there were definitely similarities in certain aspects, but, um, but it was, uh, I feel like Rami Malek is definitely the, uh, I mean, he is the star of the movie, but the movie definitely focuses on Freddie a lot, but I thought that it actually did show a good chunk of the other band members a lot, which I honestly, I, I only know Brian May. I didn't know. I I couldn't tell you the other guys' names now either. But uh, it was kind of interesting to see how they were going to be portrayed because I know about all the all the drama with the Sasha Baron Cohen version of the movie and stuff. How mm. Brian May didn't want it to be solely about Freddie, which I feel like is it's stupid, practically impossible to do. Yeah, like yeah. Freddie is like you say the band queen. No one's like, oh Brian May. Like no one's right away going Brian May. Well, when know? they set out to initially make this, was it supposed to be a Queen biopic or was it supposed to be a Freddie Mercury biopic? It was supposed to be a Queen biopic, and okay. the, the things that I've heard that a bunch of people have said, so it seems somewhat true, is that that's where the Brian May and uh, Roger Taylor, the drummer got into a fight with Sasha Barrett Cohen because he wanted, they wanted the movie to kill Freddie in the middle and then for the rest of the film focus That's on right, like yeah. Queen's life after his death and like still being a band and Sasha's like no one is going to give a fuck about that you have to yeah. like like there is no f- movie without freddie so yeah. that's where like that's where he left he's just like i can't the, you guys are just being dicks like you guys have no idea what the audience wants so i'm just out my own yeah um yeah. and like they kind of did that like that was one of my major complaints about the film besides like the pacing that sean kind of mentioned about it was they made freddie like seem like this kind of like villain character like he was just so far up so like his own ass and it's just like he's like this drug-filled partier and just like he has no respect for the artistry but it's like what they don't tell you is that every single one of those guys besides john deacon which the base basis was who i actually really liked in the film i thought he was pretty funny mm-hmm, he was. um was every single one of those guys was partiers and rockers like they mentioned like one time when 
Roger Taylor went over to Freddie Mercury's house, and Freddie's like, "Oh, stay for dinner. Like, we'll help, we'll eat on the floor. It'll be fun." He's like, "Ah, I got kids and a, and a wife." And it's like, "No, you didn't. In real life, you were, you were not. You did not have a family. Neither did Brian May. But they're making it seem <laughs> like Freddie is like this out of control rock star. And it's like you guys were all like that, every single one of you. And I really don't like that take about it. It's just like we need yeah. to have a villain for this movie. It's like, well, no, you don't. Just." Well, that was my observation was like it it felt like the members of the band that are still alive had way too many fingers involved with like shaping it which i feel like if you're making a biopic about anybody who's still alive they cannot have any involvement other than if you want to say like this has been approved by roger deacon you know like other than that but like you shouldn't have they shouldn't have any involvement over what happens in it really because otherwise like, it doesn't feel faithful. Yeah, no, I, I would completely agree with that. I mean, that's like Johnny Cash, Walk the Lion. Like, when that got made, uh, he... That was after he passed away, and he, like, gave his blessing and everything with Joaquin being cast as him and stuff. But um, um, in regards to what Brian was saying, I thought an interesting scene in the movie was when they were um, all being interviewed, or, like, it was a press conference thing for the band, and everybody, everybody was just talking to Freddie. Like, nobody was asking anybody about anything else outside Freddie, you know, and he's sitting there, and they're asking about his sexuality and stuff, and uh, they're talking to, um, like, Brian keeps trying to say, like, oh, you you guys want to talk about the album? And they just keep talking to Freddie and Freddie constantly, and it's like everyone's just obsessed with him kind of thing and showing how the media can just spin this shit and make it all about him when that's not even why they're there, you know? Mm, They don't want to discuss that stuff. So I thought that was kind of an interesting scene. And something that... um, Amber pointed out too was um, the constant reflect. They were showing the reflections in the sunglasses constantly um, with different scenes. Like that scene, yeah. it was seeing the press. There was the scene where he was uh, looking at his dad, and you can see his dad. And there's another scene too with the sunglasses. He's looking down and he sees like his legs or something like that. And I can't remember what moment that was in the movie, but there was something with the reflections in the sunglasses. Constantly yeah, there's being... another one where like it was resting on the table or something. And yeah, the glasses resting on the table, and it was like a v- image of him waiting for something. Mm. I don't remember. Yeah, that's that when was. um that was the live aid thing. I think when he was Maybe. meeting with them all again, yeah, or something like that. Um, which I thought was interesting. I mean, I didn't. I don't know all their history, um, to a T or anything like that. But I was reading up that uh, the band uh agreed to kind of take a break in 1983. So they're like them trying to say like Freddie, like like Brian said there, like they're trying to make Freddie the villain, like that yeah. never happened. Like and that, so like the whole like that scene where he explains just like yeah, I got four million dollars to make two solo albums. My favorite mm. part about that, and I didn't know about it until I was reading the comment thread on Reddit with it, was just like every single member of Queen made a solo album before Freddie Mercury made his solo album. <laughs> yeah, they made it seem that it was just like you're turning Jesus back on Christ. family. It's just like no, he didn't. And that's yeah. and that's where I agree with your point, Sean. It's just like if if you're having a movie based on your life, you should have zero input on it. Besides being like, I approve what the filmmakers are doing, or I don't approve it, and that's it. I feel like that's that should be number one. Yeah. Um, I think Micah said it's just, that. It's way too yeah, complicated. That, that oh, that was, that was Mike. sorry, Micah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was like, I'm like thinking the whole time, like I don't remember. That is, that is, yeah, I'm gonna take credit for this. <laughs> I did this. Go ahead. Because um, like I feel like that's. Like, like a couple years ago when Straight Outta Compton came out. Like, I really liked that movie. But uh, I remember MC Ren came out and was saying that, like, you guys 
like this, none of this was accurate. Like you guys were downplaying my involvement in it. You guys were downplaying DJ Yellow's involvement in it, and pretty much just making like D Dr. Dre and Ice Cube look good. But then they both came out. It's like, well, okay, maybe you guys did a decent job. I feel like that was just like kind of like a unique one-off experience with a lot of these biopic movies, where like yeah. people have such a heavy role in the production side of it, and usually it turns out like this, where people are like, well, that didn't happen. Oh, well, that didn't yeah. happen that way. Oh shit, that was completely wrong. And it just it, and it kind of sours the audience's uh, taste in the mouth. Yeah. Well, I think that's we talked about this before too. I think when we saw American Sniper how it's hard to, when we're seeing the movie we're taking it like this is what is factual like what they're telling me is true and so mm -hmm. it's you know it falls upon us the viewer to further research this stuff but like they're not giving me any reason to think like oh this is what happened like if i don't yeah. do any more research like of course that's what i'm going to assume right. but in that moment yeah i i am watching the movie thinking like well shit i know freddie did that that's real fucking shitty and then i come to find out that that's not at all what happened and like they all just agreed like we need to take a break they've been touring for 10 years and touring said that like a real canadian <laughs> there uh and they were doing that constantly for 10 years so they all agreed like let's take a break so it wasn't like they, like they need it for the sake of the movie i guess i can kind of understand why they needed to go that direction to like have that sort of i don't know that. To give it an arc of an actual story. Yeah, but for serving the purpose of telling Freddy's story, I think it's kind of a kind of a slap in the face to him as a person, from what I understand. So yeah, it definitely um, seems skewed in mm -hmm. their favor instead of his favor to a to a pretty uh, large degree. Yeah, I don't know. It was um, it was interesting, um, but. I was, um, I got literal chills when the Live Aid performance started because I probably watched that like a month or two ago. And so I kind of had it fresh in my mind. And he was, he embodied Freddie Mercury. Like he had uh, just all the mannerisms, the way he strutted around stage, the way he was just, how he moved. It was like, I was like getting literal chills in the back, like hearing these songs pop up and stuff. And uh, I thought that One they did a really good job with that sequence. Uh, one of the things that I found to be really impressive that I feel like I don't always see um, in biopics is uh, the way that, so obviously they dubbed in Freddie's voice for during the movie, and that's one way that they, sometimes they have the actual person sing, and sometimes they just dub in whatever, but I feel like whenever they do dub in, you can always tell that the person just isn't actually singing, mm -hmm. but I feel like they were that they were doing all these shots where it's like you could see uh his his mouth and his like tongue and throat and like he uh, you could tell like he was actually like belting noise out of his mouth and they were mm -hmm. just like dubbing another sound and so like, could... it, it looked and felt believable that the sound was coming out of his mouth and it matched it really well yeah and so i think that it's both down to his performance but also down to um the, the way that they edited it and and i don't know it, it just felt a lot nicer to actually yeah because it seemed like okay like he's actually belting this the way that freddie would versus just like when you see someone lip syncing on snl and their mouth is just up and down but they're clearly not having legitimate noise come out of their mouth yeah i remember noticing his neck like that vein where like your throat's at and it's like you know it's bulging because he's like when you're singing like that you know it's gonna strain and you're gonna see yeah. the so yeah no i completely agree that definitely they did a really there was one part where it looked a little weird in the live aid spot and it was right when he started playing bohemian rhapsody and there's like one part where i kind of like got lost in it i, I like noticed it and it kind of threw me off but then everything else after that i thought was really really well 
Um, well done. Um, yeah, and it's just like, I, I do want to run with that point too. He's just like how well I thought he did portray like Freddie Mercury. Mm-hmm. Just like then that's pretty much just all the reviews have been saying. It's just like he got such a big, huge role to fill, and he did such oh, a yeah. good job that yeah. yeah, despite the movie sucking, like it should not be overstated understated how well he did as Freddie Mercury. Yeah. He uh I was really weird too. One scene I've never seen Brian May without any uh without his frizzy ass hair. So in the beginning when he's got the long straight hair, oh, uh yeah. that that was real weird to me. And then also I only know I've seen like one picture where Freddie's got longer hair and he's probably got that for three quarters of the movie, I would yeah. say. And so like when he finally had the haircut, like the live aid uh, performance haircut, the shorter hair, I was like, Oh, okay. Like this is like how I would like when I picture Freddie Mercury, that's how I picture Freddie Mercury. So yeah. it was interesting to see that style um, for his, for the character um, throughout the movie. Um, yeah. Um, oh, the parallel that I noticed too um, was, like with Brian Wilson was, uh, I thought it was interesting, the um, the person that's kind of, and I, I, again, I don't know how factual this is, I haven't read up on it that far, but for the sake of the movie, the guy that was uh, manipulating Freddie Paul, I think was his name, yeah. and how he was essentially like with that guy with Brian Wilson who was trying to just get all the rights to his songs. Yeah, and Eugene you know, Landy, his therapist. Yeah, yeah. so like I, I was definitely getting a vibe of that movie with that whole sequence with Freddie where this dude's just trying to kind of stay on Freddie's good side and trying to get the money and trying to just stay with Freddie kind of thing and getting um little finger fired um <laughs> yeah but I, th- I and I don't know how factual that all happened or what so it's um but I, I the whole time I was thinking of love and mercy so yeah, there's definitely a, a, a good number of parallels between them, but I think that's also just kind of universal for, like, people in... Show business. Sort show of. business is, like, you're going to get manipulated and used, and you're going to have substance abuse, and you're going to have people who use you to increase their own opportunities and to better themselves off of your own back, so... Mm-hmm. It looks it's like just a they, matter of who is gonna, who is it going to be that is the manipulator. It looks like they kind of composited uh, the role of that character off of a guy that Freddie was actually really close with and um, helped out in like the early success. And him and Freddie, his name was Kenny Everett, was a DJ. Oh, the I DJ, guess. yeah, yeah. And they had like a falling out in like the mid '80s over like drug use and uh, and whatnot. But okay. It looks so. I think they kind of composited that character over him, but in this okay. it says they, never, they were never like together or anything. Yeah, I read that it like um, they had they explored their homosexuality, which I you know that's kind of vague. I don't know what that means exactly. Oh, so like, fucked. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that would make sense that they did that. Um, I remember people freaking out when the trailer came out that they only were showing Mary and they weren't showing Freddy with any men or anything like that. And they're like, how are they not showing Freddy with men? And it's like, they're going to tell Freddy's story. They're going to fucking show it. Like, it's just the trailer. <laughs> not going to give, you know, everything away and stuff. But um, I want to say, too, that was like part of uh, the another reason why Sasha Baron Cohen left was that the band didn't want to reference his homosexuality. They just wanted him to, like, die off screen. And yeah. I think I, I want to say I read that somewhere. And Sasha Baron Cohen well, was I mean, again like, "What the fuck are it, you guys talking about?" 
if, if that is if that is true like to me i still see sort of some parallels and what ended up being the final product like they they not they didn't say that he wasn't gay obviously like they they brought it up a number of times and then they had all those moments where he was doing flirty things with other dudes and kissing other dudes but like in terms of what his actual mm. <laughs> gay lifestyle was like versus what they showed uh it it does sort of seem like uh, there was some tweet I saw that referenced it where it was like, oh, I didn't know you could catch AIDS from like glancing at a boy across a party or something <laughs> like that. Like, you know, they, they could have showed at least a couple scenes where they showed his male love affairs or not that they need to even be get gratuitous about it, but just like, you know, just more than like, more than yeah. just he kissed Paul and, mm-hmm. uh, that's I think that's about it. Like yeah. uh, you were in the movie with uh, with us. Did you hear that old lady behind us when he did? Oh kiss my god! Paul? Yeah, and, and she was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> she like, she was commenting out loud the entire time, and it yeah. was just it was the both the worst because I hated it from the movie going experience, but also like begrudgingly kind of the funniest thing because just like someone's pure reaction to what was happening on screen periodically yeah man what kind of movie do you think this is <laughs> <laughs> like they're just going into this knowing absolutely nothing about freddy like oh, what yeah it was, it was pretty funny but that was like my favorite she's just like oh my god <laughs> god you dumb bitch i do spencer made a comment when we were in the movie at that when it was doing like the live footage of freddy um, he was, he didn't know anything about any of the casting and like literally the first thing he said when r- actual Freddy shows up on screen is, oh shit, he looks a lot like Sasha Baron Cohen, <laughs> <laughs> which he does. Like he really, like if you go look at some of those, the footage and some of the, his pictures, like he sh- cut Sasha Baron Cohen's hair, right? Like they do look like really similar. So it's just kind of funny that like he was the first guy cast cause it's like very clearly like. Oh, they cast him because he looks like him. Easy. Yeah. Sorry, I'm going to cut this stuff out. Rudy apparently just pissed all over the rug, so Amber's oh, like... Dang. So, last week uh, he puked, and this week he pissed, so we'll see what happens. Next, <laughs> next time he, his eyes are going to roll back into his head, and blood's going to start pouring out, and he's going to start citing demonic rituals. That'd be absolutely... Oh, my God, I would be so fucking scared. <laughs> Guys, I got to go. Uh, right out my dog, is, God. my dog is hailing Satan. So. <laughs> yeah, fuck, I'll be right back. He's doing it again. Guys, there's locusts pouring out of his mouth, just thousands of them. and I don't uh, know what to do. The sun has disappeared and blood is seeping from all corners of my walls. I'm not quite sure what's going on, but uh, let's continue the podcast. Yeah, I think we keep this stuff in. Um... So, I'm trying to think of other things that happened throughout that I would I liked, want to I liked Mike um, Myers. Uh, I literally just found cameo. out that that was him. I didn't even put that together, that that was yeah. Mike Myers. As soon as they, they were just like, they were really spending too much time talking about Bohemian Rhapsody than mm. the movie really should have. I was like, oh, I bet that's Mike Myers. And yeah. it didn't really look like him or sound like him, but it, but they were just harping on it too much. And so then, as soon as we got out of the movie, I looked it up, and I was like, yep, that's yeah. him. Sure as shit. I thought that was a yeah. They did. I didn't put it together at all. 
Um, I thought it was interesting. I didn't realize Brian Singer finished the movie either. I thought that he was out before the movie was he, completely done. He didn't finish it. Okay. He, he left about halfway through, but the studio said that he had done. They had kept so much of his stuff that it would be like shooting a whole other movie if they were. Yeah, they were le- legally op- obligated to credit and pay him still. Yeah. Okay. So they had really no choice but to credit him as director. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that to see his name pop up. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seven out of seven. What would you guys rate it? One to seven. Uh, I'd probably give it yeah, like four and a half. Four, I'd say. I enjoyed it. I would watch it again probably. Um, and I thought it was interesting. So I mean, I wouldn't go into it thinking this is all the yeah queen information out there, but. I'd probably give it a three out of seven. Yeah. I was I wasn't crazy about it, but it was entertaining. Yeah, I get that. Um, I have been listening to music from Queen ever since I got back, though. Yeah, yeah same. same. <laughs> <laughs> so. Dude, his voice is just unbelievable. I mean, like, I know, I know that that's the obvious and easiest thing to say, but like, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Yeah. His, his voice r- is unparalleled in oh, terms yeah. of just. <laughs> what he could it is. Yeah, yeah, like what he could do. He said too. It's just like uh, more space in my mouth means higher range. And it's just like, yeah. Ah, I know what you mean, Freddy. You fucking <laughs> you homo. <laughs> is, is that what that meant? Oh shit! He went about talking sucking dicks. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I don't think I have anything else to add to. Yeah, I don't really have yet. anything else to add. Okay. Well, I'm assuming Brian doesn't either because he's not saying anything. Uh, I'd like to add one more thing, and that is that I have nothing to add. Oh. Oh, that, quite that insightful. Your, that was your time to shine with the Benito's uh, sponsorship. I, I leave that to Micah. Uh, B- Brian's Opinion, brought to you by Benito's. <laughs> Benito's, brought to you by Brian's Opinion. Beans, <laughs> uh, turn them into chips, and... Crunch them in your face. God, yeah. what was the fucking thing you said last week? You're so funny. Uh, beans. Uh, eat them. Or something like, something <laughs> oh, yeah. like that. <laughs> fucking eat them, alright? <laughs> it was very aggressive and very, uh... You need to eat these right now. Yeah. We gotta try all the different angles. We gotta get them to listen, you know? Sometimes no, you gotta be, like, really light, f- fluffy, and sometimes you gotta be aggressive. You gotta do guerrilla marketing campaigns. Mm-hmm. Like Benitos, eat them and we won't kill your family. Oh my god. Premeditated. We're going down for that. That's premeditated. Yeah. They can't prove it. Not if they until they listen to our podcast. (laughs) Nobody listens to our podcast, so we can literally talk about murder. Suddenly our audience is gonna become entirely police officers. This is the worst. This is not at all what I wanted from this podcast. All right. Well, until till the next one. Until the next one, we'll figure out what that is and get back at y'all. Yeah. If we're not in jail. God. I'm not going to jail. I'm pinning this whole thing on Brian. Oh fuck. All right. Well, never mind. Bye, guys. This is my last episode. (laughs) (laughs) Mike and I will be back next week, guys. I think, or at some point. Yeah. All right. Bye, guys. Uh, Okay. Bye.